This is the Plan Simple Podcast. The one for you, my dear, the woman who wears so many hats. We both know how many people in your life benefit when you're at your best. What would happen if you were to ditch overwhelm and wear all those hats with ease? I'm going to share how simple this can be. We will dive into how to make health, family, home, spirituality, productivity, and entrepreneurship more easeful. Incredible friends and guests will come by for inspirational conversations, valuable shares, and real strategies so you can plan for your best life. My name is Mia Moran. I'm a mother of three, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and your host. I wear a lot of hats, and I am committed to leading a balanced life and sharing all that I have learned and am learning with you. You're ready? Let's flow. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. So excited to be with you today and wait until you meet our guest, the amazing Nick Frick. You are going to be just so taken that's the word I'm thinking of, by her energy. She was laughing and giggling the whole time we were talking, and it's just such refreshing energy to have on the podcast. So I'm super excited to have her. And we are going to be talking about a whole bunch of things that are definitely useful for any of you listeners who have been thinking about the fact that you want to get a job or change jobs, or go back to work after being a mama for a long time. And if that's not you, there's still so much in here. And it's funny because I know that we serve, I would say, 85% entrepreneurs around here. I'm obsessed with how we balance work and motherhood and really taking impeccable care of ourselves in our bodies and spiritually I want us to really have it all as women. And the reason that I serve mostly entrepreneurs is because I've been an entrepreneur forever. (laughs) I think I had a job for like two years. I've had two companies, a design company, and now a coaching company for the past 12 years, maybe. The design company I had for about 15. And I, that's just how I think. So I just want to make sure that I'm always serving everyone who's here And yet, I know that there can be some fluidity between jobs and entrepreneurship. And every once in a while, it becomes really important that we go get a job so that we can show ourselves that we can make money. And then maybe that transitions into entrepreneurship, or maybe entrepreneurship isn't really what serves us in the season that we're in. So I always like to have resources for my job searching audience who the solution for you is not to start your own company. So that's what this one is. We'll link some of the other ones we've done in the show notes because we've had some great ones. It's actually some of my, I love these conversations and I wonder if it's just because it's so out of the realm of what I'm thinking about that I can just be so present and ask questions in a different way than maybe the things that I'm so excited to learn about, which is so funny, but maybe what's happening. But I genuinely love doing these interviews. So today we're going to talk about how, yes, there's a lot of talk of recessions and layoffs and pivots that happened a lot with the pandemic. And as women, often we have to 
take career pauses or we want to take career pauses. And that can feel like it leads to a lot of resume gaps. And you're going to see has so many ideas for how you can get a job that you love in spite of all these things. And she is about to birth actually a real baby in a book called How to Get Any Job You Want. And she is just fully committed to helping her people get amazing jobs. So you're going to love this episode. And even if you're not looking for a job, you might learn something. I personally am stepping into this phase where I'm offering people jobs. And this conversation was actually really helpful for me in thinking about how we frame that, what we're offering, who we're supporting, how we're doing that really well. And so there's all sorts of angles that you could look at this from. And I don't know, I just love learning. So Nick is just an amazing career coach. She's having a baby, but she's also already the mom to a toddler. And she has over a decade of experience hiring customer service teams and speaking with lots of candidates as a tech recruiter herself. And she's hired and trained managers on how to interview. And so she's really worked in like all the different areas of the job search and hiring and getting jobs. So this is an amazing conversation and also surprising because everyone who I get on the show really has to have that angle of from the inside out. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to me in my paradigm, in my world. So you'll see how she really turns this process into a journey of your soul. And that's so cool. All right, we're going to get her on in one minute. Before we do that, I have one announcement, which is that You may know by now, if you listened to the last episode, that it's my birthday month and all sorts of things are happening in my personal life because I take my birthday month very seriously. And one of the things that is resulting from that is my desire to teach in different ways and try new things, just like really experiment. (laughs) The people who are on my team are like, Mia, what are you doing now? Like, what's this happening this week? So... I'm teaching a bunch of workshops. One of them may have already happened by the time you hear this. It's about planning your summer, but you'll hear more about that soon and different ways to access it if you've missed it. But you might not have missed it if you're listening to this in real time. So go check out plansimple.com. Look at what's coming up. We have, I'm going to teach on motherhood and what I've learned mothering teens and how that really affects time and how I think about time at work, at home, with the kids, all the things, right? So I'm going to really tie like how I think about mothering teens and how that ties basically into productivity because that's our topic around here. Then later in the month, we are going to, actually, that's not true. It's like right at the beginning of the next month. So in a few weeks, then we're going to do a workshop on planning a project. So if you have, you know, a website you've been wanting to make or a book you've been wanting to write or decluttering project at your home. It can be your work. It can be your home. It could be your health, although I'm not the biggest fan of looking at that as projects. It could be about building something in your home, like a renovation. It could be about starting your business or doing some project, but you're going to learn the basics of planning a project. You're going to plan a project. You're going to come to this workshop and you are going to plan a project and you're going to learn how I think about that. So you'll have a project plan by the end, but you'll also have this 
tool that you can use for all the projects in your life. And I have found this so helpful. I'm going to link up in the show notes as well. Just a couple episodes ago, we had Megan Flat on, who is the mastermind behind our focus sessions that we host in Flow 365. And she talks about the difference between projects and tasks and goals. And it's really helpful to understand the difference. And I think that the sticky place that many of us get is we haven't thought through a project so that we know what to pull out of it on a given day to really move us forward. So that's why we're doing that. And then a few weeks after that, we're going to have this whole thing about how to make time for your health. So it's going to be another planning workshop. These workshops I'm having so much fun with, by the way, but at the end of June, I'll assess whether this was a good idea. But all these workshops are three hours so that you actually have time to learn for 25 minutes and make your plan. And so we're going to plan for your health and for making time for your health in this event in that's in the second half of June. But before we do that, we have a bunch of experts lined up or a handful, I should say, of experts lined up so that you can learn some new strategies for thinking about your health as you're going into planet. So I'm so excited about all the things that are coming up. And so stay tuned, make sure you're on our email list, which you can get on by taking the free class that's on our site. And yeah, like I just want to be telling you all these things. You can also always know what's going on from Instagram. And then right now, if you just go to plansimple.com, the next class that's coming up since we have so many is on a bar at the top and a pop-up pops up pretty quickly with the list of everything that's coming up. So I can't wait to see you in those containers, which are intimate and we get to talk and I get to see you and we get to have conversations and we get to do coaching and you get to have your plan. And it's just, it's so good. So make sure that you come to those if any of that resonates. And the first one, again, up like right now as this is going live is planning your summer. And I'm super, super excited to walk people through this because I just did it myself and it was so powerful. All right. With no further ado, let's get the amazing Nick Frick. Listen to that alliteration on the show. Hey, Nick. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. So good to be here. Oh my gosh. So fun to have you and tell everyone how pregnant you are. You're pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. I haven't even announced it yet. I'm oh, oh, sorry. Pregnant. So oh my too- gosh. It's okay. This will go live when it's like, you've already announced it. <laughs> probably, when I've, probably when I've had the baby. Yes. <laughs> I haven't announced it to like my Instagram board or my like, Oh my gosh. That's so I, interesting. Like my family knows. I, I don't know. That. I've been thinking about this. Like, why haven't I done it? And I'm like, I don't know yet. It'll come when it comes. Oh my gosh, that's so interesting. All right, so now that we know you're pregnant, <laughs> will you tell everybody a little bit about you, what you're balancing, like what's happening? You- I'm balancing being pregnant and yes. keeping it a secret, apparently, except for my family and friends who live here. Anyhow, I am, yeah, I'm Nick Frick. I live in San Francisco. I'm balancing having a three and a half year old daughter right now who thinks she's oh my like 25 years old. <laughs> wow. is slamming doors, asking for space. It's a real miracle that it's a fun thing happening right now like yesterday I was at acupuncture and she was like when I think about having a second child it's like the second child comes along for the ride but the ride is the first child <laughs> that's really that's how, how it, it feels, feels. Right <laughs> that's amazing oh, man, and then she... I went on and had three so you know I don't know <laughs> Then it's so just many rides like, happening. It's enough. There's so many rides happening that it's just like chaos. And right now, all three of them are teenagers. So it's like, oh, 
I see, like, it's just like every day, it's like, how can I just stay in wonder and awe? I mean, they're amazing. I love totally like so many transitions happen. So of like many. the evolution so of many. motherhood and parenthood and childhood. Oh but yeah, God. I'm balancing staying healthy. My first pregnancy was pretty easy, actually. Mm-hmm. But this one has been much more challenging than the first one in terms of my mental health. And I've mm-hmm. been working through that. I also am balancing being in a very amazing marriage with my husband, which has been harder to do with a child and another one on the way, but really focused on that. And I'm finishing up a book right now. It's called How to Get Any Job You Want, which I'm very excited about. So I'm like birthing a baby and a book at the same time. And also just like helping my people get like amazing jobs right now, despite all of the things that are being said in the greater conversation about recessions, layoffs, pivots, career pauses, and resume gaps. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Actually. Can we talk about that part? The pivot? I feel like I was just talking to somebody. So my youngest is 14. So she's in eighth grade as we're recording this. And so there are moms in her class. Like I admit, like, I don't know, I am probably going to work when I'm 90 years old. I just like love working and helping people. So like, I haven't necessarily skipped a beat though I did skip a little bit of income beat at some point because I just wanted to have more flexibility. But I was just speaking with a group of moms who like had really taken off. And I I mean, I literally just like bow in awe to people who take time off to be moms, because I think often that's harder. In order to work, I had to have a nanny. (laughs) And there was days when that was really helpful. So there is a gap, a big gap of, you know, kindergarten to eighth grade for these two women I was talking to. So in my head, like in my brain, I'm like, oh my gosh, who would not want to hire somebody who's raised children? We're like unbelievable powerhouses, but I don't think that's the feeling that like they get when they go put themselves out there. So will you talk a little bit about that? And like, I don't know, like how do we take the next step when we're feeling like the world doesn't need us in that way? Yeah, I mean, first like realizing that it's not you and like it is not, my philosophy and like the way that I work with people is to remember that like what a dream job is or what a job that you actually want to have includes all parts of you. And so if they're saying no to you, then it's not the job for you right now. And that can be like hard to hear. But what we have to do before that, before we even get like rejected is to help one of these women who are looking for that or the other people that I've worked with is just like get clear on the story of what you want to be doing, why you want to be going back to work so that we can kind of like take out the like the spider webs that are like unworthiness or the culture, like the patriarchy of how we're supposed to have been doing things, even though we're doing things at home or like working moms at all times. Right. And like take the cobweb, the hardest job that's like so I wouldn't even say undervalued. I would say not valued and like re- program our thoughts about how it's possible to actually get that job. And like, there are going to be some rejections because the thing about the like corollary here is also people who have been fired from a job or are looking for a new job, like that trauma or that like unworthiness remains in our being. Like our body doesn't forget that. Our mind doesn't forget that. So when we go into an interview where we feel 
oh shit, I didn't like prepare. I've been out of the workplace for eight years. They're going to know they're not going to like it. Like that coming to the interview is stopping a lot of people from getting the job because like you and I are here, we can sense the energy of the call. Like in an interview, you also can sense the interview, the interviewer rather can sense how we're feeling. So if you show up not feeling confident that you're ready to move into the role, then they're not going to believe you if you're not. And so the first step of moving to resume, LinkedIn, all the more masculine pieces of the job search is pulling back to the feminine and being like, am I taking really good care of myself right now? Am I taking really good care of my family? Is this the right time for me to go back to work? Or do I just feel like I have to or should be doing this and instead get realigned with your values, get realigned with like the more feminine pieces of a job search, which are like community, collaboration, like pleasure, joy, and reintroducing smaller things into your life that may or may not even resemble like they look for the like a part of your career. But because we look at it or I look at it rather in a holistic approach, like you can't have a career without also taking really good care of yourself. And I think you teach that in your programs too with flow. So tell me about that. Tell me about, yeah, that's really helpful. So we do around here work with a lot of entrepreneurs. So we get some people who are are working in corporate, but I would call them very entrepreneurial people. So I consider that we really help entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. who are with that balance. So I feel like, well, it's interesting because to me, and I don't even know, like, this is so interesting. I've never said this out loud before, but for me, who talks a lot about masculine and feminine energy, because that's an important part of our planning process is like really bring the feminine into that process. For me, jobs are more masculine than being an entrepreneur. Isn't that weird? Like, I don't even know where that's coming from. So Mm -hmm. what does it look like in your perspective to balance self-care with job? So the method that I use is called care. It's clarity, action, (laughs) right fit, enjoyment. And like the C and the E are the more the feminine pieces. So it's like clarity. What do you want to do? What are your visions? What are your values? What are your non-negotiables? And then enjoyment is like, how can we make sure that we have this like really nice bow around all of it so that it all helps you and makes you feel more fulfilled, more flexible, more, even if you don't have the job that you really, really, really want. Maybe you have a job right now that you're just like sitting in because it feels like what you need to do right now. How can we make it easeful so that you still feel really good? And when I think about balancing the masculine and the feminine in a job, the thing is like, I don't think entrepreneurship is for everyone. And I also don't think corporate is for everyone. And it just is like an understanding of like what our strengths are. Like, I don't think my husband. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? And like some people that I work with, like need to stay in corporate, like that sense of stability is really important for a lot of people. And that regular paycheck, very important. And when I think about the two, I think both entrepreneurs and corporate have require both the feminine and the masculine to be a way of like flying. But I do see how like entrepreneur for me, especially feels more feminine because that's have been creating my business. And if I'm not using like masculine tools in my business, then I'm just like off the rails and not I was thinking that one of the reasons I was maybe thinking that is because I feel like 
often jobs, maybe we call it it's funny because my husband, I would consider him working in corporate, but he's always had a job, <laughs> but he works in academia. Right. So it's like nonprofit land, but that's the same. But one of the reasons I think that I come to that is because I'm an entrepreneur at heart, <laughs> right? And this is like the way yeah. that I'm literally made. When I go same. into a more job situation, I feel like those feminine qualities, like the time that I need to like be with myself and take care of myself in different ways and tend to my emotions. Like Mm. I actually feel like, and to me, that's the more feminine things, those things, like I don't equate those two things. So for me, entrepreneurship really allowed me to have the space that I needed, which I'm now calling the feminine, that I needed to create balance in my own life. So it's interesting. So that was totally like my projection on like the actual thing. I love that you're here to help people in jobs find balance. It's amazing. So while you were speaking, I was like, I don't know if you could tell, but I was like trying to jump out of my seat because the problem is that most jobs have been created with a masculine lens. The reason we don't feel flexibility, the reason moms and parents don't get the leave that they require, the reason that there's no daycare is because it was set up in a different way for women in the 50s to stay at home. And we haven't really come out of that. And the way that I teach is like, no, 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 no. Like when we think about if we think about a quilt, like I'm in charge of like one thread of the quilt and you're in charge of another thread of the quilt and staying Mm -hmm. in that. And all of us can't break down the system, but we can say no to the things that are part of a job that we don't require, which is why a lot of people have stopped trying to get into tech jobs that aren't aligned with their values anymore because they're too masculine. They're like, no, I'm a mom now. Like I literally cannot work that many hours. I literally can't work that many days of the week. And so as we become like consciousness is growing into a more feminine, more balanced, I would even say, not even more feminine, but just more balanced way. I think that's why there's so many layoffs and like chaos feeling happening right now because like we can't stay this way and one of the ways to do that is to just kind of like blow it all up it's really scary and that feels really unstable for a lot of people who have jobs and us entrepreneurs are like oh we made this decision but we still have to like figure out how to do it within the same conversation yeah So tell me about like, so for anyone who's like, I'm not happy in my job, or I want to go back in and find a job, or I'm not sure this entrepreneur thing is for me anymore. So I'm going to go get a job like any of those people. Like, what are some ways maybe the workforce doesn't offer around balance, but that you we can infuse into the situation? Mm -hmm. So like, where do we have more power than we might realize? I think we have more power than we realize. And those show up in boundaries that we can start taking today at work, even if they feel really, really scary. Boundaries at work. You could start in your really crappy job right now and start setting boundaries. Like I don't answer emails on the weekends or after this time, or I'm always going to start leaving to pick up my kids without feeling guilty about it at this time because I need to pick my kids up. And that guilt is like what wears on us because we think that everyone kind of cares about it. And because we've been like, doing this performance of following the rules of the business. But really, if we get down into it and start trying these boundaries at a job we don't like and plan to leave anyway, it becomes way easier. And when we go to the new job, because when you get to a new job, that's when you get to like be a new version of yourself. A lot of times people take like the trauma from their last job to the future job and they're like, don't think they're good on projects anymore. They don't think they're getting responses Like they're not part of the team, but you get to like recreate yourself and set stronger boundaries. Like when you take a lunch, like I had a client who 
I invited her to start taking a lunch break. She and her entire team always ate lunch at their desks. And for one week, she was like, we're going to try this. We're going to try this. And so on Monday, she like told her colleagues that she was going to take a lunch. And they all were like, cool, we'll cover for you. And she was like, you don't need to cover for me. I'm like taking a lunch. Like we all have lunches. (laughs) And (laughs) just letting you know. And so she took it. She took like half of the lunch. And then on Tuesday, she did not take any of the lunch because like she just kept getting pinged by her boss with things. On Wednesday, she took her entire lunch and another person on her team also took their lunch away from their desk, which is totally unheard of on her team. On Thursday, again, I think she like did work out on her Peloton or she did something. And then on Friday, she took her lunch. The other person took their lunch and a third person did a yoga class during their lunch break. And so when we show up and create, like show up with the power that we have as a person who wants to take care of ourselves in the workplace, we not only do it for ourselves, we show other people and create a ripple effect affecting not only those people, but like the people that those people come in contact with, their spouses, their children, that person got a yoga workout in the middle of the day instead of like smashing their lunch into their face, right? Like how amazing is that? So it's like really trying to change from the inside and also like, When I started at my last job, there was only six weeks of parental leave and I was losing candidates as a recruiter to people who were working at other jobs that were getting like four and five months off. And so I started like sending all these messages to HR. And by the time I left and had my first child, there was 16 weeks paid leave. Wow. So we can really affect that. Like we can, we need to speak up in the places. Yeah. And I don't want to say that like, you have to speak up. It's just like, there's more power in showing up for yourself instead of thinking that it's not possible. Cause a lot of my clients are like, I don't want to do that. I'm going to get in trouble or I'm going to look bad, or I'm not going to be invited to the next meeting, or I haven't even been invited to meetings. Like, why would I try and do this? But really it's just like grading on their own well being and mental health, right? If we're not taking our breaks, if we're not setting boundaries, if we're not taking care of our whole life and thinking that we have to be stuck in this more masculine structure. And how about, oh, because I have two questions related to that. It's funny because this just came up for someone the other day. So how about, so you're telling your team or this person told their team, which sort of empowered their team to do something as well, or, you know, take care of themselves as well. So then what about telling your boss? I think it really depends on your situation. Like if you don't want to be bothered, like I had another client, her boss was the one who was like, when do you work out during the day so that I don't bother you? And then one time she sent her a message and was like, actually, sorry, I I forgot that that's when you work out. Just get back to me afterward. My God. And so once, right. And so once we start modeling it, then our bosses can also lead from that because the problem with leadership is that they're also really worn down. And so if we're going to them and saying, look, I need more support in this way. I can't be like responding to emails on Fridays. One of the ways to do it is like an example of a way to do an easier boundary is if you are having problems with your manager is like, Hey, like I would really like to start taking like Friday afternoons or Friday nights through Sunday with my family. I know that that's a lot of time when you and I chat a lot, but like, I really want to try and start doing that. If it's an emergency or if you need to get back, like me to get back to you right away, call me. But like, if you're sending me a message, I want us to know that like, it's not urgent. And so setting a line around that to help the manager and you stay in it. And then the most important thing is to actually do that. 
And so if they do send you a message, like don't then respond during that time when you said not to respond, because they'll just go back to what they were doing. So a bunch of things that we've talked about, like map back to us feeling ashamed or like guilty or whatever. So I'm assuming that's a piece of the work that you're doing with clients too, because it's Mm -hmm. like, yes, we're going to set boundaries. We're going to eat lunches. And then there's this part of like, well, what if I never get ahead? Or, you know, I feel bad because my boss is working Mm -hmm. and I'm not working. So how do we start to overcome those so we can be in balance? I'm saying we, like I'm going to go get a job, but you know what I mean? (laughs) Same. I'm not going to get a job, everybody. (laughs) I'm here for the long haul right here on this podcast. (laughs) You'll be hearing me. I think that i'm recalling while well, i made that joke Can oh for, uh, question? the question yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the question is like just this like all the thoughts that are going through our head all the time okay. of like i'm not enough like maybe they'll judge me i feel like it's one thing to just say like okay like we can't do that anymore but i feel like that comes up a lot for women and so that prevents us a lot of the times from following through on those boundaries, even if, Mm -hmm. you know, even if talk with our coach and are like, I'm totally going to take a lunch. And then we don't follow through because in the moment we're like, oh my God, everyone's looking at me and I'm never going to partner or whatever it is. Our goal is totally. Yeah. So a lot of things like what we'll do is I teach some like also, so that's part of like our inner critic and also the, like the wound of Western culture of like unworthiness. Like we all kind of have that because we've all kind of been taught that and it's ingrained in us so really discovering if it is like a part of that conversation of your inner critic I can't do this maybe seeing where it came from and then if they need further service like help like a therapist is also super helpful in that or other ways of helping the nervous system there I also teach tools to help the calm the nervous system before these types of conversations which is like making sure that you are focused on your breath and being present or my favorite go-to is like dancing for 45 seconds to a song a favorite song before an interview or before an important talk because it actually like science-based gets you out of your head and out of the chatter that's going on into the rest of your body which has all the answers but we've been disconnected so much and as moms like we're going at like a million miles a minute anyway and so if we don't know how to calm ourselves then it at work, like we're probably doing the same thing at home. So these tools also work in, in our yes, house. At home. And a lot of it is like befriending your inner critic or the imposter syndrome in the work that I do to, to like, just like notice that it's there. Like Liz Gilbert in Big Magic talks about how fear has to come with us, but it doesn't get to like change the radio station channel. Yeah. I love that. That's really important. So we don't have to like push it down. We don't have to not do it, but it doesn't stop us from making the boundary or saying that we need to eat lunch or go walk around the block or whatever the thing is that we're needing. Yeah. And like having compassion for yourself and knowing that like, again, this isn't entirely you. Like if you can't do it on the first time, okay, like we'll figure it out and work through it. But if it is something very important to you, like it is something that we want to keep bringing up and make sure that you feel comfortable doing it. So it's super, super, super small things. Like the lunch thing that we did took a while for her to like want to do that. Right. Like it wasn't right. like we first started and I was like, you know what? You need to start taking lunch. It was like, oh, no, 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 no. How do you feel about this job? Are you actually ready to quit? Like, what do you well, need? 
right now to yeah, feel lunch is such better. An, and lunch is such an interesting one because it like brings up like I had this actually. So before I did this and was a coach, I owned a graphic design studio, which was my own. And I well, I was an entrepreneur, but it ended up being a lot more corporate-y than I had imagined. I was running a sort of big company. And at that time, my kids were young. So they were I had three kids under five. Now I have three teenagers. But one of the things I remember very distinctly thinking was like either I'm at work or I'm a mom. And because when I'm at work, there's a babysitter that I'm paying. And then when I'm done with work, I'm a mom and I'm home with the kids. But many people here listening have heard my story a gajillion times. But basically that didn't work one day because I was so depleted. I was exhausted. So it's like, it's interesting how just like the idea that we can just respect ourselves enough to like eat lunch, which I mean, what, you know, it's funny because I'm just thinking like, I've heard the conversation so much around schools of like, why do they only give our kids 15 minutes for lunch? But like the same people who are arguing that probably are not taking lunch for themselves for 15 minutes, right? Like to some people, 15 minutes might be a long time. So it's interesting that you know, we don't do for ourselves what we want our kids and everyone around us mm-hmm. to do for themselves. And I don't know, it's an interesting dilemma that we've gotten into. And both Nick and I are saying is that there's more to life than work and motherhood. There's a lot. More. Yeah. And probably both work and our kids need us to really delve into those other things so that we show up better. And I think that's like the that's the thing that unfortunately, and I'm sure there's some great companies that are like women run, like I'm sure you have a whole list of like these amazing companies, but I feel like the corporate culture in general, maybe any working culture in general actually doesn't understand yet that piece of like when we're really taken care of, we do better at all the things. And parenting mm-hmm. doesn't understand it either. Like we just don't get that yet as humanity. No. Individuals are starting to get it, but like as a society, we don't get that, that taking care of ourselves, having our own full cup makes us so much better at everything else that we do. Yeah. And even like overflowing cup to give the overflow, not even just full. Like, yeah, I, right? I remember that once just like, oh, right. I actually need this full cup for myself. And one of the things that I've been trying to teach my daughter is like, I love myself. Therefore, I brush my teeth at night. Yeah. I love myself. Therefore, I take my lunch during the day. I love myself. Therefore, I and maybe that will help like figure out the things that you need. If it's like hard for you to take for yourself, maybe like thinking of how you would want your child to hear it or like what you're resisting. If you put it in that sentence, be like, oh, I love myself. Therefore, I like get dressed every morning and like feel good in my body or I like spend money on grooming right? Yes. Yeah. I love that. It's hard to do because right. we're all being told not to do it. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So you have a book. Will you tell us what mm-hmm. the book is called? Yeah. I'm so excited. It's called how to get any job you want and love it. And it breaks down all of the tools that I teach so that you have access to like my entire brain. And I'm super excited about it. It goes into the breakdown of the four pieces that we talked about earlier. So clarity, action, right fit, and enjoyment and how to do that on your own. And then if you wanted more support, we could like figure out if we needed to work together on it. But I think it's, oh I'm like gosh, really excited it. to be able to give what I've been like creating and accessing through my own personal growth, through recruiting, through like leading customer service teams and coaching, and then also becoming a mom and how like 
inspiring and also like destructive and also like blooming and expansive that has been into a book that I think will help a lot of people because I can't talk to everyone. Everyone can't be in my groups. Everyone can't be in one-on-ones with me and the people that I get to work with and have worked with me really, really appreciate it. And I'm just trying to get it out to as many people as possible. And so where do we go to find it? It hasn't come out yet. So if you want to get on my list, you can go to nickfrick.com slash pen pals. Yeah. You can go there for now. And then, yeah. Awesome. (laughs) And we'll put all the links in the show notes. So if anything's updated since then, we'll put it all there. And is your website the best place for people to interact with you? Mm -hmm. And then I also play a lot on LinkedIn and Instagram too. LinkedIn and Instagram. All right. And we'll put those in the show notes too. So you guys can. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Did I miss anything? No, I'm just thinking of any secrets I want revealed. (laughs) Just kidding. Awesome. I know, right? I'm so good at that. If you were like 10 weeks pregnant, I would have felt bad. I know. Show me your belly. You're like pregnant. I'm I'm like, there was one time when I went on like a writing retreat in the beginning of March and like on that Thursday, I got there. And then like by the Saturday, I was like, I feel like it just like tripled in size in three days. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's wild. Yeah. So it's definitely obvious now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being here and best of luck. Thank you so much. One to two is the thing I have to admit. I Thank always you. tell people three was easier. So like, well, that's usually when people are oh pregnant with a third, but two oh is the thing. God. But you know what? Three and a half is more space than I had. And a three and a half year old girl can be really helpful or a four year old girl. Yeah. She's already helpful. like so saying she wants to like help with diapers and so things. Good. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I just awesome. need you to actually like, you take <laughs> Do care what of I baby? say. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I need you to just well, go to bed. <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you so, so much. And yeah, I'm excited for everyone who's looking for a job to get the insight they need. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where change happens. But here's the thing. Often when we're wanting big change or any change at all, it generally feels big. And so we associate the bigness of what we're wanting with the actions we need to take. And that stops us in our track because the actions feel overwhelming and big. But here's the thing. I've seen it over and over and over and over again in my own life. And I've seen it in the lives of hundreds of clients that the little things really do add up. The little doable things when we can stay in that forward momentum motion add up so much quicker than our mind could even fathom. So whenever we interview a guest who's always sharing amazing strategies and tips, we always choose three doable changes so that you have what you need to choose one thing that you've been inspired to do and really make it work for your life. Put it in your calendar, weave it throughout your days. Each one is a little different, right? Whether they're habits or not, but really weave that change into your life for a week and then move on to the next one. So always have one doable change, something that really feels like you can handle this and keep weaving them in and they will have a snowball effect. All right, here are our three from this conversation with Nick. Number one, refocus your job search. This is a good one because I see all the time people looking for jobs in Flow 365 and just putting that 
redo my resume, redo LinkedIn over and over and over again, which so comes from that energy of I'm not good enough. So before you dive into your resume or into LinkedIn, you're going to turn to the feminine side of your job search. That's community, collaboration, pleasure, and joy. And you're going to think about what you want and why you're either going back to work or looking for a new job. So your doable change for the week is to really spend time on what you want and why you want it. Such a good one. Don't overlook that because it feels too like not directly associated. It will change everything for you. Okay, number two, set a boundary. It can be as simple as taking lunch away from your desk which I don't even know why we have to make boundaries around that, but it's true. Other ideas are to leave work on time to pick up your kids or get this, leave work early so you have time for yourself before you pick up your kids. Put the hours that you're going to answer messages in your signature line and follow it. Say I'm not available at a certain time and hold that time and practice doing it all without guilt, right? So with this doable change, you're going to practice setting a boundary for a week or so. Number three, I love myself so, and that's in quotation marks. Practice this affirmation throughout the day. It's a way to remind you to take care of yourself. And if you have kids at home, you model taking care of yourself to them. So please, please, please never consider anything like this selfish. You would never wish on your kids that they don't take impeccable care of themselves when they're adults, right? And yet, sometimes we don't. Model it ourselves, I mean. So this one looks like, I love myself, so I brush my teeth. I love myself, so I'm going for a walk. I love myself, so I'm going to take a break for lunch, right? So it's all day long, you're talking to yourself. And if you don't know what's happening next, that's okay. You could be like, I love myself, so I'm going to finish this email. Or I love myself so, you know what? I really need to stand up and stretch, right? So it's like you get practice. You could even, the doable change of this could be to set some alarms in your phone that just say, I love myself so dot, dot, dot. And every time the alarm goes off, you ask yourself the question and you've held space to really do whatever it is in that moment you need most to be the most loving person to yourself. All right. That's what I got, y'all. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you know a woman who wants a little more simple and a lot more flow, share this episode and send them over to the Plan Simple website to download our free course. And if you can find a five-minute window today between meetings in the carpool line while you're eating your lunch, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. This one action plays such a big part in helping other women find us. And I have so much gratitude for you in advance. So thank you so much. Until next week, dream big, plan from your heart, and have a great day.